Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Now tonight, I'm going to bring to a conclusion the very interesting, intriguing series we have been treating concerning the Holy Spirit. Now, how many sincerely think that you know the Holy Spirit better based on what you have learned? Hallelujah. All right. And I'm glad that it is so because I have explained to you that our relationship with the Holy Spirit and our cooperation with him is very, very key to how well we do as Christians and how well we do as believers. Gifty, can I have an amen from the Lord? Hallelujah. And so we bless the Lord for everything that we've learned so far. You are surprised that I know your name, DC. Mm, I always like to do those things. You may think that I don't know your name. You are there. Patience, is that not so? Eh, you may think that I don't know your name, but I don't know, then I'll be mentioning your name. Mashadapa. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. So we're going to continue talking about the Holy Spirit. And we've learned a lot about him. We've tried to understand who he is. We've also tried to understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have looked at why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, we want to ask ourselves tonight how we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How can we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Or who can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is it an experience that is available for every Christian, for every child of God? And this is what I'm going to answer before I move on to something else and then we're going to close. Now, who can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The answer is anybody who is born again can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anybody who is born again can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then the second answer that I can give to this question is that anybody who is born again and desires the baptism of the Holy Spirit can receive it. So two important things stand out here. You must be born again. And then number two, you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is not just enough to be born again and to think that just because you're born again, you are going to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to move a step further by desiring the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, is this important? It is very, very important. Because the Holy Spirit is very important and is very precious. And God will not give his spirit to just anybody at all. Because you, you, you must be prepared for him. And it is only those who are born again who are prepared to receive the inflow of the Holy Spirit. Because when you become born again, your spirit is regenerated into the image of Christ. And when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, it comes and it occurs in your spirit, which is recreated or regenerated after the image of Christ. 
Without that experience, the Holy Spirit cannot come because that is who he is. He's holy. He's holy. And when you are born again, the spirit inside of you is holy. So holy will welcome holy. Amen. So if you don't have this experience of being born again, you cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Then the second thing that I've touched on is that you must have a desire for the Holy Spirit. If you don't desire an ex- a certain experience of God, there is no way you can have it. Amen. One of the things that is very difficult to do is to drink water when you don't have a desire for it. It's very, very difficult. Have you ever been forced to drink water before when you didn't feel like it? It's not a nice experience at all. It's easier when you, you're thirsty, which means that you have a desire for it. That one, when you are drinking, glug, 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 you drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. But when you don't need it, so, you know, some of you women can attest to this where you had to go and do a scan. Or even the men. No, no, women, because usually they are where, where they want to check. So if you go to the hospital, maybe you're, you, they want to take a scan of you, you're pregnant, they want to check and see what's going on there and everything. They would ask you to drink a lot of water. They can give you a 1.5 male bottle of water and say, drink all. Are men also asked to do that? Hey! I'm a Kramaya scander. I haven't. I haven't done any scan before. If you know, you know. I haven't done a scan before. I want to do some. I'll go and do some because I want to have that experience. So you'll be asked to drink a whole bottle, 1.5 liter, even 500 mils, it's not easy for you to drink. And those of you who don't like drinking water, please, you have to drink a lot of water. You have to drink at least how many mils? How many sachets? Eight a day. Each sachet is 500 mils times eight. Eight times five is equal to what? Forty. All right? So then that means four males. But those who, it's a lot of water to drink. I think today I have drunk only 1.5. It's not bad. So I have 2.5 to go. Maybe a homie. Now, I've explained all of this to point out to you that when you don't have a desire for something, it's very difficult to flow with that particular thing. Hallelujah. And so it is also. When you don't desire the Holy Spirit, when you don't desire the things of God, it is not likely that you will get it. So Paul says, covet earnestly after the best gifts. Never ever think that you receive anything from God that you don't have any desire for. So the answer to the question, who can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is twofold. Number one, anybody who is born again. And number two, anybody who desires the experience. Now, let's go into the scriptures. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. I just said, They hadn't heard some before. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. So, Paul goes on and explains 
John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and they prophesied. Hallelujah. Now, this is one of many other scriptures that reveal that you must be born again before you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Paul went to Ephesus and the Bible says, and finding there certain disciples. You have to be born again before you can become a disciple. Alright? And so, they were born again. And in engaging them, Paul realized that, in fact, he asked them, that have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? And they answered and said, baptism of which Holy Ghost? No, we have not. The only baptism we are familiar with is the baptism of John, which is a baptism of repentance. Now, I'm, although it is not clearly stated here as such, I tend to believe that these were believers who were looking for something deeper in God. I believe so. And I, I tend to believe that they were eager to have certain experiences of God. And I believe that when Paul realized that they were born again, that they were serious about God, and they wanted a deeper experience of God, he started talking to them about the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, this baptism referred to here, I believe, was, you know, the, the, not John's baptism, but the other kind of baptism. But then right after that, the Bible says, Paul laid his hands upon them and the Holy Ghost came on them. That means they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So these were clearly born again. They were disciples. And I believe that they had a desire for these spiritual experiences. Amen. And they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you must get it very clearly that number one, you must be born again. And number two, you must desire the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now let's move on to how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? How? So we've looked at who can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said who can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Anybody who is born again, number two. Anybody who has a desire for the experience. So that is who can receive, that is a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, we are moving on to the how. The how, how you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And once again, we want to start off with desire. Desire. Amen. So number one, you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit and ask God for it. You must do what? Mm -hmm. The baptism of the Holy Spirit and ask God for it. Is that not so? Yes. So that is the first step to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alright. Let me show you this scripture in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Mark eleven twenty four. Can we read it together? Ready, go. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. What is the starting point to having your prayers answered? Desire. That's the starting point. That is the starting point. So having your prayers answered, you must have a desire. 
And so, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first thing is you must have a desire for that baptism. And then number two, you must ask God for it. Matthew 7, 7. What does it say? Hey, you have used it to pray. Sometimes you use it to try and force the hand of God. What does it say? Ask and ye shall receive. Seek. Knock. And the door shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. So you must ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, you can expect that he will give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number two. So the first step is that you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So let's let's put it this way. The first step is you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The second step is you must ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the third step is that you must believe that God will give you the Holy Spirit when you ask him. Did you get that? Step number three, believe that God will give you his spirit when you ask him for the spirit. So the first one is desire it. The second step is to ask. And then the third step is to do what? believe. So if somebody comes to you and say, brother, how can I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What will you say is step number one? Tell the person, you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No, in fact, before you even go there, you have to make sure that the person qualifies. So what are you going to check out first? To find out whether the person is born again. And then what's the next thing you are going to look for? Realize, I find that, look, you may think that every Christian has a desire for a deeper experience of God. But it's not true. There are some Christians who want to just stay on the fringes. too much. You, you, it's like when you go to the beach. Hmm? When you go to the beach. Let's say it is Easter Monday and people are going for meet me there at Labadi Beach. Labadi Beach. When I was young, we used to go there because I was born in La. And that's where I grew up. We used to stay around. They had some stables there. Very close to the seaside. So that's where I was born. That's how come I speak Ghan well. I can read Ghan too. Yes. And then for those who think that I was born gentle. I want you to understand that I also know how to fight. It's just that I don't fight often. I also know how to insult. Yes. But when Christ arrested me, he tamed all of those things. But you see, it is also good to say that but down for So try not to push a certain button because you may not like the response that you will get. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. Now, one of the things I never learned how to do was to swim. And it's one of my regrets in life that I don't know how to swim. There are two major regrets that I have. One is that I don't speak ever. And number two, I don't swim. It's not too late. For which of them exactly? For both. Both of them, so I have to go for every classes. You teach me, oh Benedicta, what a kind young lady you are! So, there's yet hope for me, is that not so? What about the swimming? Does she know how to swim? Really, and you don't know how to swim when you finish teaching him, then you can come in, we will discuss that whole subject. Sure. One hour, I'm swimming. That what they may be here. 
Please. David, do you know how to swim? Very well. It doesn't, you see. <laughs> Charlie, David, the guys know they believe you. Why? <laughs> Gino, does he know how to swim? Very well, eh? Wow. Charlie. Anyway. When I go to the beach, it's just to look at the waves. Then, occasionally, when I feel like it, I will move inside small. The farthest I will go, the water will reach here. Do you see? But if I lose God and I was not able to move back quickly, then it will come here. But beyond that, it's a no-go. All right? Evelyn, are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing at me? But those who really enjoy the sea and the waves and all of that are those who go inside. And it's like the deeper you go, the more enjoyable. There is a certain feeling they say they have which I'm not interested in discovering for myself. That when they go in and the waves are breaking over them, it's a nice exhilarating feeling. Say bluffo. Yes. <laughs> I thank God for all those who have those experiences and I don't feel worried that I don't have them. When it comes to God and the things of God, you only enjoy God and the things of God better when you go deeper. But if you just stay at the fringes, yeah, you will have some experience. You may like it and all of that. But there's something more. And there's something greater. And there's something deeper. And I want to say to all of us that with God when you don't have a desire to go deeper into him and deeper into the things of God, you are not likely to have certain encounters and to have certain experiences. And we are linking this to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That you must have a desire. Number one. And number two, you must ask God for the experience and I mean, you may feel that, ah, but God knows that I like. And God knows that I want. Yeah, God knows all things. But he wants you to articulate it. He wants you to say it. He wants you to ask him for it. And one of the things that we've learned, we have to learn to do is to ask for things from God. And when you need help, you must ask for help. Because if your stomach is paining you and you don't say it clearly, you just be there and you twist your face, but nobody will help you. Maybe they can help you, but because you didn't say it, and because you didn't ask, you're not getting the help that you can get. So, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you must desire. Number two, you must ask God for it. And then number three, you must believe that God will give you his spirit when you ask him for it. Luke chapter 11. Luke 11, verse 11 to 13. Josie? Uh, Mr. Josie. Patience, where's your Bible? Is there? You forgot it. Do you have one? You don't have a Bible. Wow. Pastor James? We must organize Bibles. So if you don't have one, how can you do your quiet time? Pite. Hmm? You have do you have wig? Yes, wig. 
Osremi. Do you have wig? Speak the truth, speak the truth. How many wigs do you have? How many wigs does she have? Only two. Wow. How much is a good wig? There are levels. Okay. So, so, uh, which of you works in the wig factory? Ah! <laughs> you work in the wig factory, that's why you have wigs. Eh? They don't give you. You produce wigs and they don't give you some. Oh. I'm sorry, okay? Is a company owned by the Chinese? What's the name of your boss? Mr. Deng? Jack. That's not his real name. Hi. It's not true. It's called Ming Hong Seng. <laughs> How do I know? Because I know, I know a lot of Chinese people. You see, what they do is that they also try and pick up English names. It makes it easier for people to relate with them. Because some of the names is very difficult to pronounce. If you go and check your friend, I'm Ming To Miam. Look, every one of you should get a Bible. You must have a Bible. Do you understand? So let's have Bibles around. Alright? But I don't know whether I want to give Pat a Bible because she has two weeks. She must buy her own Bible. Pite! Have you heard? Yeah. Next week, I will examine your Bible. Your Bible, your notebook, and your pen. Hmm? Alright. Where did I ask you to turn to? Luke 11, verse 11 to 13. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? What is the answer? No. Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? What's the answer? No. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? No. Now, Look at what the Bible says. And this is Jesus speaking. If ye then, being evil. Who is he referring to? Us. <laughs> know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Is it, is it a comforting thought? And Jesus is making it clear to us that if we ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, we should have no doubt whatsoever that he will give the Holy Spirit to us. And he's explaining that we, with all our badness, we know how to give good gifts to our children. Such that if your child asks you for meat, you will not give him a stone. If he asks you for if he asks you for bread, you not give him a stone. If he asks you for a fish, you not give him a serpent. Or if he asks you for an egg, you not give him a scorpion. So, if bad as we are, we know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more the heavenly Father, who is good, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? And He is ever willing to give His Spirit to us, and we must believe it. And the reason why he wants to give the, the Holy Spirit to us is because he knows that without the Holy Spirit, it won't work. We can't make it. I pray for you on your bed there. I've forgotten your name again. What's your name again? Victoria. Victoria. Yes. God knows that without the Holy Spirit, it won't work. What won't work? the whole Christian life and the Christian experience, it won't work. God knows that. And so God is ever willing to give the Holy Spirit to us if we ask him. But we must believe that when we ask, we will receive. So again, he says, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye shall receive them and ye shall 
have them. Hallelujah. So, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what's the first step? How? The how. Not who. You must have a desire. Number two, you must ask God for it. Number three, you must believe. And then number four, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you are prayed for and hands are laid on you. When you are prayed for and then when hands are laid on you. Now, you can be prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit without hands being laid on you. Alright? Because if you look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 verse 44. Peter do you know Peter? Peter, the apostle Peter. He had gone to the house of Cornelius because God had directed him to do so. And Cornelius was a believer, but God wanted the household of Cornelius to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he directed that Peter should go there. And look at verse 44. So when Peter got there, he started talking plenty. But the Bible says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which had the word. In other words, Peter was talking a lot and the Holy Spirit was in a hurry. So as he was talking, the Holy Spirit said, And then the Bible says, the Holy Spirit fell on them that had him. So in that case, hands were not laid on them, yet they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you are prayed for and then when hands are laid on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. And we saw that in the scripture that we read in Ephesians. Is that not so? Um, I beg your pardon. In Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 verse. What verse is that? Go back to Acts 19. Verse 6. Acts 19 verse 6. Alright. While they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, what happened? The Holy Ghost came on them and they speak with tongues and they prophesied. Hallelujah. So, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you must desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You must ask God for it. You must believe that God will give you his spirit. You must be prayed for and hands can also be laid on you. Finally, for today, how do you know if you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How do you know? When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how do you know that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? All through scripture, we discover that the sign that you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. So the evidence of speaking in tongues is what shows that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, the tongues here is referring to that prayer language that you receive the ability to communicate with God by and, and that thing comes upon you or you receive that ability when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What's the evidence? Why am I saying that? Let's look at the scriptures. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. 
and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. So, this is the first time where we are seeing the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming upon mankind. Now, what happened when they received it? The Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what did they begin to do? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them a trance. So they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then what happened to them? They began to speak in other tongues. So it was the sign and the evidence that they had received it. It is not enough to, you know, develop a doctrine just based on one scripture. No, you can't do that. If you do that, you will go into error. When you're trying to understand things in the word of God, you need to take a look at different scriptures, try and understand the scriptures in their right context. That way you will avoid error. So it's not enough to just stick with this scripture. Let's look at some more scriptures to support our assertion that when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the evidence is that you receive the ability to speak in tongues, which is a prayer language. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 46. We took a look at this earlier on. Acts 10, 44 to 46. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, that is the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, how did they know that the Gentiles, that is the household of Cornelius, had received the outpouring of the Holy Ghost? The answer is in the next sentence. For, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So how did the believers there, the Jews who already had an experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how did they know that the Gentiles, the household of Cornelius, had also received that same gift that they received? The Bible says they heard them speak with tongues and magnify the Lord. The other scripture that they can take a look at is Acts chapter 19 verse 1 to 6, where there Paul prayed for them, laid hands on them, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues. So, based on these scriptures, you can safely conclude that the main evidence and sign that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you receive the ability to speak in tongues. And so, this whole experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an experience that if you are born again and you desire it, you can have it. There is no need really for you to have to wait. You, you, you don't have to go through membership classes. Or discipleship classes. You don't have to be in the church for a while. Before you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In fact. From the very day that you get born again. If you desire. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Actually. Well that's not exactly what happened in the house of Cornelius. But. Because the main criteria is that you must be born again, there is nothing that stops God from giving you the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you become born again. I'm just trying to explain to you that it's not something that you have to wait for a long time to experience. If you are born again, and if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you desire it, 
And if you want it, you can have that experience. All you need to do is to desire and then you must ask and then you must believe and then we pray for you and then we lay hands on you and then that is it. You receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when that experience takes place, the evidence and the sign is that now you are able to pray or to speak in tongues, which is a prayer language. Note that when you are prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive the ability to pray or to speak in tongues. But the one who does the speaking is not the Holy Spirit. It is you. And so usually when we are ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we pray for you and then we tell you that once you believed in the prayer, you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you have received it, you must believe that the ability to speak in tongues is there. And so you must act on your faith and then begin to speak. And usually what happens is that when we pray for you, when we lay hands on you, that you should receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we, we, we thank God that he's granted you your request. We now direct that we should all pray in the language of the Spirit. Don't pray in a language that you know. And what happens is that once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will realize that as we pray and as we make the effort to pray in the Spirit, there will be something that is trying to come out from you, from the inside of you. That is it. And you mustn't stop it. You must, by faith, now open your mouth and speak. The Holy Spirit is not going to come and control your jaws. Kaza, kaza. He doesn't do that. Because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not coming to manipulate your jaws up and down for you to. You have to do the speaking. And you have to speak in faith. And you discover that a language, something is coming out of you. It is the language. It's coming from the deep parts of you. Now, when you listen to yourself speak, it even sounds strange. It's like, what am I saying? But that is it. And initially... When you have that experience, you may just be repeating one or two words all the time. But then you see, as you press on, and as you continue to pray, using that prayer language, it develops. And the analogy that we give is that it's like a child. Initially, when a child is learning how to speak, he may just say one or two words and repeat them. What are some of the words that children, the first set of words that you hear children say? Ma. Is that not so? Yeah, they say ma. They say da. Look, there is no child who when he's learning how to speak, said that manu fafo. Have you seen a child like that before? He's an adult. I'm telling you. There's no child like that. A child, when they born the child, no, as he's going, slanging out, he's going to go, ma, ma, manu fofo, manu fofo, manu fofo. No. It doesn't happen. They usually start with ma, da, da, da. Our children, who, who did they call first, you or me? Are you sure? Because I wasn't there. Hmm. It's okay. Are you sure? They mentioned your name first. Eh? Eh? They used to call me uncle. Oh, don't say that. Ah, that's not a nice thing that you are saying. <laughs> and who said grandpa in your face? <laughs> so that's how it is with, the, with, with that whole experience. So you discover that as the language is coming, as it's developing, initially you're not saying so many things. You're just saying a few things. But as you continue using it, it develops and it becomes better. And don't be worried when 
you, you think about it and you feel like it's the same thing that I'm repeating over and over and over again. Can it be real? It is real. Now, let me explain it to you. When you don't understand a particular language and when you hear it being spoken, you think that it is the same thing that they are saying over and over again. But those who understand, they know that what they are saying, this is what it means. And that is the reason why if you ask a Ghanaian to imitate a Chinese person, how, when, when you, how do Chinese people speak? Ching chong chang. Chong chang ching. In fact, there's even a joke that their names, when they are giving out the names, they take the lid of a saucepan and then they throw it on the ground. The sound that it makes becomes their name. So when it does ching, then they call you Cheng. When it does Chang, then they call you what? Chang. But to the uninitiated, when you listen to a Chinese person speaking, it is like all they are saying is Ching Chong Chang, Ching Chong Chang, Ching Chong Chang. But every Ching, every Chong, every Chang, there's something it means. And it's not your problem. They understand what they are saying. That is how it is with God also. When you are praying in tongues, to you yourself, it's like, mm. <laughs> mm. this thing, is it real? But you are not speaking to you. You are speaking to God. And the Bible says that he who searcheth the heart knoweth the mind of the spirit. How be it, he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God understands what you are saying. And what you are saying is being guided and directed by the Holy Spirit. And it's not your concern. That what am I saying? What you are saying is not your concern. If your tongues is supposed to be interpreted, either God will give you the ability to interpret it or somebody else will interpret it. And in that case, it is not just a prayer language, but it is a prophetic language. But otherwise, your prayer language, it may sound like the same thing is being repeated over and over again. But don't let that disturb you. God understands it. And God is the one you are speaking to. You are not speaking to the devil. He cannot inter interfere or interrupt what you are doing because you are communicating with God and he doesn't know what you are saying to God. But God through his spirit is guiding you and directing you in what you are saying. Hallelujah. And so this is it about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And with this, I bring to a close my teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, how many of you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? If you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, can you lift up your hand? Let me see. All right. Wow. James, you didn't take them through the Holy Ghost baptism? You took them through. Pardon? You took them through it, but you didn't. Why? That's what is supposed to be done because of the time. All right. It's time to close, but I want to pray for you. Okay? I want to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, those of you who lifted your hand that you have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you are born again, stand up. Right. Wonderful. Benny, why did it take you long for you to stand up? You are not sure that you are born again. Media, sorry, I am sure for you. All right. Now, because you are born again, it means that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, those of you standing, do you desire it? Do you want that experience? If you desire it, lift up your hand. And let me see. Wonderful. All right. It's good that you desire it. It means that you qualify. 
And tonight, I'm going to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're watching us and you're born again, but you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right where you are, you can have that experience also. Because God is with you and the presence of God is with you right where you are. Now, those of you standing, come to me. Come to the front. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. To receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's just a matter of minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Um, please move to the side, Josephine. All right, that's good. And let me say to you, look at me. God is here and the Holy Spirit is here. All right? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. You don't see him, but he's right here. And right now, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to try and connect with God. And I'm going to ask you to ask him for the Holy Spirit. I want you to tell him that God, I've heard today that if I ask you for the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit, you will grant me my request. So now close your eyes and ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ask him right now. Now pray with your mind and tell him, Father, give me your spirit. Grant me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I desire that experience. I want that experience. I want that experience. Ask God for it. Ask God for that experience. Ask God for the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him for that experience. Ask him. If you're watching, just ask him. Ask him. And as a sign of surrender, just lift up your hands unto him. And tell him, Father, give me this experience. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Josephine. Omega, lift up your hands to the Lord. As a sign of surrender to the Lord. Ask him for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ask that he would release his spirit upon you. Now the rest of you, pray. Just pray in the spirit. Let there be an atmosphere of prayer. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And Father, thank you for these ones. And I thank you that you are a prayer answering God and that you have heard their prayer. They are your sons and your daughters. They've surrendered their lives to you. And you promised that when we ask you for the Holy Spirit, you will grant him unto us. And thank you that you have heard their prayer in the name of Jesus. And thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is going to come right now. And as I lay my hands on them, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will manifest yourself in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to lay hands on you. And when I lay hands on you, what's going to happen is that you will feel that something is happening inside of you. There's a certain bubble. There's a certain, it's like a language that is trying to come out of you. Don't struggle with it. Just open your mouth and begin to speak. And as I lay my hands on you, all of us are going to pray in the spirit. Now you must act in faith. Open your mouth and begin to speak. Whatever it is, just let it come out. And that will be that experience that we are talking about. With your hands still lifted, close your eyes. And as I lay my hands on you and as we begin to pray right now, let the Holy Spirit manifest himself through you. You open your mouth and begin to speak right now in the name of Jesus. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ah, let it come forth. Speak in the name of Jesus. Receive it. There's something bubbling inside of you. Open your mouth and let it come forth. Let it come out. That's it. Let it come forth in the name of Jesus. Let it come. Thank you. That's it. You've received it. Now. 
Paul, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Speak forth. Now, let it come. Let it come forth in the name of Jesus. That's it. Receive it. Oh, thank you, Father, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's it. Speak for Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Let it come. Speak boldly. Speak confidently. That is it. When you ask God for the Spirit, He will grant the Spirit unto you. Let it come forth now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That is it. Receive it. Receive it now. Oh, come Act on your faith and speak forth now in the name of Jesus. That is it. Continue. Continue speaking forth. Continue speaking forth. Open your mouth and speak. Speak. Speak it forth now in the name of Jesus. Speak it forth in the name of Jesus. Anoint your lips to speak now. Now open and speak in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That is it. Don't hesitate. Speak forth. Speak forth. Speak forth now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive the baptism of the Spirit. Now speak. Open your mouth and let it come forth. Let it come forth. That is it. Speak. Speak now. Speak now. Open your mouth and let it come forth. Now it is coming. 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 Now. 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 Now, in the name of Jesus, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. Now speak in the name of Jesus, speak in the name of Jesus, speak in the name of the yeah, that's it, that's it, it's coming. Let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. That is it, Omega, speak it out. Speak it out in the name of Jesus. 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 That's it. That's it. Don't hesitate. Let it out. 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 In the name of Jesus. Let it out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go back to your seat and continue praying as you go. Continue praying. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let it come forth. Continue. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for what you have done today. Thank you for pouring out your spirit upon your people. Yes, Lord. Let it come forth. Let it bubble out. Now. Thank you, Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands and give glory to the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. Welcome to the experience called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And just believe that that is it. And begin to flow. So now from today, every morning when you wake up, in fact tonight when you go, just start praying in the Spirit. Initially, you know, it will feel very awkward. It's like, ah, what am I doing? Is it real and all of that? But the things of God, you need childlike faith to be able to operate in them. So continue to pray with it. Continue to pray and you realize that it will be developing. The prayer language will be developing. And your entire Christian experience is going to become sweeter and nicer as a result of what you have received today. Clap your hands onto the Lord one more time. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus two three three two four three eight eight six six two two. God bless you.